the human brain is a rabbit with a greater strain of DNA than a rabbit with We don't have brain. like a standard intro, so this is what you're getting. But my name's Aaron Keith. And I'm Emily Dorf. And I'm Michael Norris. And we're going to talk to you about stuff that we've seen and probably like. But we might do some shit we don't like either because it's fun to talk about shit you don't like. Yeah, yeah that's very fair. So sit back and enjoy the audio stylings of To See or Not To See. Have you seen anything interesting this week? No. Heathers. Oh. <laughs> we saw Heathers. We did. We did. See. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We did see <laughs> Heathers. Yeah, we watched it. Yep. Is this our second time? Is that our second time watching it? Have you yeah. watched it? You haven't watched it before. We watched it the first time, right? Correct. This is my second time Have of watching it, it ever. Times? Yeah. It was about a year ago that we watched it, too. Maybe a year or two. Yeah. I'd say a couple. So it got late, but... Yeah, I got to it real late, and it, the thing is, is it's real up my alley. Yeah, like, I think the first time I watched Heathers was in high school. Like, I think I rented it from Silver Screen. I, th- I, I remember liking it, but, like, I definitely didn't get it. And I think, <laughs> I think there's something about, like, being in high school, you don't have, like, the... The perspective of you know what it's what's satire satirizing you're like so far in the mess of what high school is you can't like see the satire for what it's yeah. doing and yeah. so after that i think i was in college the second time i saw it or maybe shortly out of college definitely the second time i saw it i, I was vibing with the movie more yeah i don't know i know the first time i watched it i just didn't know at all what to expect and it was so like jarring that i think i missed a lot of like the finer moments of satire, I guess, or like comedy or dark humor, because I was just trying to follow what was happening. I don't know. Yeah, it goes quick. Yeah, there's just like a lot of humor that's like subtle, but very present once you notice it. Yeah, I think I think the first time I saw it, I thought it was just another teen movie, like another 80s teen movie, like, you know, John Hughes or, or whatever. And that's what's really interesting because like uh we can get into like the uh the like making of it or whatever so heathers was released in 1989 it was directed by michael layman written by daniel waters and it was both of their first movies michael layman Ooh. he directed a 20 minute short called the beaver gets a boner yeah did i know have i heard i don't know if i've heard about this in reference to this or if it's just a phrase i've come upon in my life wikipedian yeah, it sounds, wiki dive or sounds familiar, though. Uh, the, the making of this movie is pretty interesting because... So Daniel Waters was living in a house in Silver Lake with, like, five roommates. And they were... His roommates, at least two of them I know of, were in film school. In their class was uh, Michael Lehman. Mm-hmm. And so when Daniel Waters wrote this, he wanted Stanley Kubrick to direct it. You know, Stanley Kubrick already did his war movie. He did his horror movie. He did a sci-fi movie. And Waters was convinced that this was going to be Kubrick's high school movie. I mean, that uh, would have been pretty cool, honestly. I think they ended up doing an excellent job, but I'm glad that they ended up going with the, the direction they went. Yeah, like in the script and like conceptually, you can see it. it it's like Dr. Strangelove yes. meets John Hughes. Uh, Yes. Yeah. So his roommates were in the class with Layman. They gave the script to him. That's kind of how that came together. And it's really crazy because it's not just them. Most of the people that worked on this movie were like brand new to the industry. Damn. Winona Ryder was 15 when they started production. Holy shit. Yeah. Like they just, 
she just finished up with Beetlejuice. Awesome. And the funny thing with that is Daniel Waters, the writer, didn't think that Winona Ryder was pretty enough. What? She's like a hottie. For a Heather. She's an 80s hottie. Yeah. She must be more of a Heather. But this is this was like so earlier in her career. She did Beetlejuice, where oh, she yeah, was just like fair. pale and weird. Right. And oh. like Square Dance, where How she was dare you. fair. I was going to say, what did she do before? Her agent got down on her knees and begged her not to do this movie. Renona Ryder is badass. Renona Ryder read the script and was fell in love with it. Yeah. Yeah. But like to just be 15 years old and be like, fuck you, agent. I'm going to do what I want to do. Heather Graham was also in consideration to be uh, Heather Chandler. A literal Heather. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say she probably fits, she fits the, the role. Yeah. But her parents talked her out of it because of the script. You know, I mean, the, the script is pretty intense. You can yes. look back on it and, and see, you know, other things that have been out that are similar. But as far as like a teen movie, especially for someone coming straight out of, you know, into their career or whatever, there's some pretty heavy stuff going on here. Yeah. I think I would view it differently if I had known that it was her first, like one of her first bigger movies or movies at all. I don't know. So you got Winona Ryder, who's 15 years old, coming off of Beetlejuice and a relative newcomer, but like Beetlejuice put her on the scene. It sure did. Christian Slater is 19 during this movie, and it's fairly early in his career. Shannon Doherty is, I believe she's still a teenager. She'd done Little House on the Prairie. Like, I, she's definitely like the most experienced of the main cast. Lisa Ann Falk played Heather McNamara. <clears throat> she's the other blonde Heather. And then, Not the main one. No, that's okay. Kim Walk. Okay. She's horrible and perfect. That's like it for your, for your main crew. I think they all did great. Me too. It was all real good. Fuck them all. All of them are fucking assholes. But fun to watch. They're fun to watch. Everybody Everybody is somebody. All right. You ready to get into this plot? Yeah. Yes. The plot opens, and the first thing you see is the red power scrunchie. And then uh, yeah. you go into this dreamy tea and croquet sequence. It's got like this effervescent music, and there's like... It's K Sarah Sarah. And... that day. <laughs> the first thing they do is they get up from their tea and they stomp on these flowers. Yeah. It was like, fuck these flowers in particular. Very symbolic. Well, just any, yeah, any flower that happened to be there, I think, would have been. a good introduction. Huh? So it was a good introduction. Yeah, very much. And then you see you see their feet walking towards, you see that croquet balls are in the in the foreground and they're, they're walking towards it. And you can tell they're all color coordinated. Red represents like power. So that's Heather Chandler. Green is like envy. And that's Heather Duke is green. Yellow is like cowardice. And Heather McNamara is that. And then they all take turns hitting their croquet balls. And then Heather Chandler hits a croquet ball. And it hits Veronica, who's buried up to her neck in the head. Bongs her head. That cuts to a voiceover, and she's writing in her diary. In my notes, I just write, she writes big as fuck. Yes. (laughs) I noticed that so... That is the only thing I think about during those scenes. Like, I can't... uh, All I'm thinking is, wow, she's just going through so... Like, how many journals does this girl go through in a year? If she's just, like, plowing through four and a half pages for three sentences. She's getting, like, four words a line, maybe. Yeah, oh tops yeah tops i'd say a page in some instances oh, she's just charging right through i didn't notice really no oh man she just she's angry yeah she has a monocle did you did you see I her dresser she scribbled like hard no her dresser has punctuations as the handles to open it 
There's like a colon and a question okay, mark. Okay, yeah, I remember oh, this yeah. now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's that's uh, that was just a fun design thing they did. Yeah, absolutely. So she's writing about stuff. Angst. Yeah. And then it cuts to, like, they're walking into the cafeteria. This is when it hit me. This feels like A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. Okay. I can totally see yeah. that. And what's something that I found that was really no interesting. No wonder you like this movie so much. Well, the art director's first job was A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, well, that would explain why I gave off the same vibe. Yeah, I had no clue. But, like, it just has, like, I in the first sequence, it's, like, dreamlike. It takes carries that energy into the cafeteria scene yeah and it, it you know you're actually in the school and you have the music and it's just giving off that nightmare vibes i'm in right away oh yeah it definitely sucks you in immediately with everything yeah it doesn't take very long no not at all and then so that's our first scene where we see these fucking shoulder pads they're everywhere uh heather chandler looks like a goddamn linebacker <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it goes a little hard. It go okay. Clear up one more time for me which Heather is which. So Heather Chandler is Heather number one, like the the one in charge. Okay. Heather Duke is played by um, Shannon Doherty, and she has the red hair. Okay. And Heather McNamara is the yellow, like she wears yellow a lot, and she's blonde, um, and she's a cheerleader. Okay. Got it. <laughs> I just I I had to arrange those in my mind. Okay, That's yes, fair. Heather Duke did indeed look like a linebacker. That was the style, though. Yeah. And not only did she look like a linebacker occasionally, it also just straight up looked like she was wearing like a tablecloth slash doily ensemble of like, like it was very much. It it's, was a lot. Yeah, it's a it's busy pattern. It's it's a whole uh, lot. Some of them are pretty cute, but some of them are just like, damn, this is some fucking prince shit right here. Which you know, hard. I kind of dig it. I dig it. It's pretty fun. So the first thing yeah, that we do talk. is she gets Veronica to forge a letter from Kurt Kelly to Martha Dunsock, Martha Dump Truck. Ugh. Of the basically forge a love letter to her so that yeah, just to like embarrass her. And Heather Chandler forces Heather Duke to bend over so Veronica can write on her. I know. Yeah. They're in a room full of tables. She doesn't Oh god. Wow, that's a great point. Yeah. And also she doesn't do any forcing. She literally is just like, do this and she's immediately doing it. Yeah. There's no like But it's it's just a power trip. Oh yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. But it just shows like she really does have power over these girls. If she didn't even fight it at all, so she does. She writes that, and Heather McNamara sneaks it onto Martha's tray, and then we get our lunchtime poll. The lunchtime poll is such an interesting concept. I wish we had had that in high school more often. I don't. I don't know where this lunchtime poll is going. Yeah, I guess it never really. Yeah, but is it for the yearbook or what does it mean? So. The, the name lunchtime poll indicates that it happens every day at lunchtime, like every day. So Heather Chandler, she goes to a table and asks them, you win $5 million from Publishing Clearinghouse, blah, blah, blah. And aliens are going to you know blow up the earth in two days. What do you do with the money? And so you get a couple answers. And then Veronica's like asking about asking other people. She mentions she like looks over and... Like over to the, the geeky table. One of the geeks shoots milk out of his nose because Heather Heather number one, Just he says, looked, looked at, at her. Or looked at him. Wow. And that's the 
that's the fuck me gently with a chainsaw line. Right. Do I look like Mother Teresa or whatever? That, that brings up the second question of this lunchtime poll. Are you only asking popular people? <laughs> Are you're doing a poll and your only your sample size is only people with a high enough social standard or whatever? Yeah. That's interesting. What's the point of this poll? I guess or is just... there something official or something like they just did back then? Get your friends together type of thing. Maybe. I'm trying to think of a good comparison, but I can't really think of one. I think it's like... Because it's kind of stupid. <laughs> it's just interesting. It is It is a dumb question. I agree with that. It seems like cootie shots or something like that, but... What's that? I'm just trying to think of something more high school related, though, with it, but... I, I mean, I think mean. it's common, like, we had a, a newspaper when we were in high school, and they would ask questions, like, one from each grade, yeah. freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, you know, and post them. What would you do with your $2 million? But it was never Yeah, like let's get that. into this. You what get $5 you million. Dollars. Well, $5 million. Two days, $5 million. Uh, Ram would pay Madonna to, I think, sit and spin on his dick or his face. I can't remember. Yeah. And then he said that Madonna should pay him. I think it was face. Yeah. Hmm. Michael, what do you do? Five million? I mean, we wouldn't have to really worry. If, if it was like right now, and not to get in the times, but we wouldn't have to worry about COVID really. Like, who does <laughs> the fuck if we catch it so we can just go where the fuck we want? That's, that's fair. So that's nice. I imagine we'd take a trip somewhere. Yeah, we'd just probably just go on a trip. Honestly, see it off because it's aliens at least. Yeah. If we're going to go out somehow, I'd be fine with aliens. That would be the that's cool fair. one. You like finally? Yeah, I think I think that's decent. It's just like what you can't do, do nothing. What donate it and feed the world three more meals before we all explode? Prevent it with You're five beautiful. million dollars. Carol says that she donated all to feed the homeless or something, and and uh, Veronica says you're beautiful. You're beautiful. But she says a lot when she's like being super sarcastic. Yeah. But Veronica bumps into uh, one of her old friends, Betty Finn. They like catch up for a minute, and then Heather Chandler has a big. But uh, stick up her ass over that. Yeah. Stick ass. God, I don't miss any of. They play such good bitches. Like I never had anything even approaching this level of any like clickiness in high school. I guess, but like, oof, dictating who you can be friends with is not cool. Yeah, like high school for us was super clicky, but people just like stayed with their clicks or whatever. Like they don't well, really fuck around. I think there was some drifting between cliques, but there were definitely primary groups that everybody belonged to, I suppose. Yeah. So then Martha reads this note that she finds on her tray and then uh, approaches Kurt about it. And then Kurt, she shows Kurt the note and Kurt laughs at her and everybody laughs at her. And then you see Veronica's like not happy with what she did. And then our next scene is we're in the bathroom and Veronica helps Chandler Duke with her bulimia and like not helps her like <laughs> not do it she sticks her finger down her throat it's outrageous they just treated it so flippantly too just so like yep part of the go. everyday they did have a fun they did have a fun cut where you it goes to a lunch tray or whatever getting dumped into a trash can i enjoyed that that was a fun little cut that's fun i didn't make that connection but yes it's wonderful Ugh, gross i can't imagine so all the while, there's this new kid that's sitting in the corner of the cafeteria, and he's like making eyes at Veronica the entire time. So Heather Chandler sends her to like go ask the poll question, and it's Jason Dean or JD as we know him, or get to know him. Before she asks, she says, "Well, I gotta ask you a stupid question." He's like, "There's no stupid questions," and then she asks it, 
And he says, that's the stupidest question I ever heard. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. So while they're talking, Kurt and Ram, they're two jocks, see him. They don't they don't like it that he's a new kid. And uh, Ram wants to fight immediately. But Kurt's like, oh, we're seniors now. We don't do that. Too cool. Yeah. So instead, Kurt just wants to go scare him. So they walk up to his tray after, you know, his conversation with Veronica's done. And I think it's Ram yes. sticks his finger in his pot pie or whatever. Yeah. They're like giving him shit. So then JD pulls out a pistol and shoots both pulls of them. Pulls out a gun. Like, holy shit. And then the screen just cuts to black. Yeah. With, yeah. with blanks, we find out. Yeah, which makes it okay, I guess. After that, it cuts to another croquet scene. And the Heathers and Veronica are arguing about whether they're going to arrest him or expel him. Or what's and Veronica's happen? like, they were just blanks. They're just... Yeah. Who even cares? The only thing they just messed up or they ruined was a couple pairs of pants. And then Veronica asks, well, maybe not even that. Can you wash out urine stains? Oh, God. Outrageous. It's just interesting because, like, you can't do that today. No. Not even close. Not even close. If you're going to have, like, a school shooting or anything approximating a school shooting, you got to play it for serious. Serious. Like, it's just, it's not happening today. Yeah. Pretty fucking bananas. Like, it is not at all uncommon to be suspended or even expelled now for having a gun in your vehicle on school property. <clears throat> well, I thought it was a dream sequence or something the first time. Yeah, Even the so second time watching it, I was like... I did too, honestly, until she said they were It's also abrupt, blanks. though. Like, he's just boom, boom. Yeah, I have to wonder, like... Yeah, just blanks. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it, it definitely yeah, is, is something that happens it. for real. But yeah, the way the movie shot, everything feels like a dream. Yeah, yeah just 100%. that was very much one of those times. So cuts to another co-casing. They're argue, the Heathers are arguing about if he should be arrested or suspended or whatever. And Arrested. Yeah, maybe. Arrested. I mean, what do we say these days? Check for warning signs. I'd say that's a pretty goddamn big, like that's... That's a hell of a sign right there that, hey, maybe there's a problem. Yeah, you don't point a gun at something you don't intend to kill. Right. Well, and blanks I mean, aren't just, just nothing, are they? No, aren't you can... Blanks, like, I mean, you're not just shooting nothing, right? No, it's like concussion to them. and Yeah. Even some have, like, project projection to Precisely. them. Precisely. Precisely. That's what I'm saying. Like, you don't want to be in front of a blank still. Right. And can you imagine the pandemonium that would have broken out? Yeah, it's a satire. I get it. And I think we're holding it to an unrealistic standard right now. But just, uh, I think that's what makes it so jarring, especially nowadays. Like, I feel like it's gotten more jarring with time, actually, because of how society has changed. Oh, yeah. Surrounding it, which is interesting. So, let me go to a croquet scene. Uh, they're playing croquet and. Heather Chandler is just being such a bitch. Yeah. She's very good at it. I don't understand the rules of croquet, but apparently if you hit someone else's ball, you get to like send them out, which means put your foot on your ball and just whack the shit out of it so their ball goes flying. Holy shit. That's what she did to the one girl. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. So she does that to Heather Duke. Yeah. And her croquet ball goes like flying and then she does this like incredible shot that bounces off of two different things and goes through the little hoop. The other Heathers are like super impressed, but Heather yeah. Chandler's like super miffed about it. And then uh, she hits her ball again. <laughs> Heather Duke asks her why, and she says, "Why not?" Perfect. 
What a bitch. Such a good, simple, like, representation of their characters, though. And then she looks, uh, Heather Chandler looks to Veronica and is telling about this party that they're going to go to, and she better not blow it. And then Veronica hits her croquet ball, and it goes, like, a few inches. Yeah. So, like, just, she's definitely the alpha in this group, and they're using this croquet thing to, like, definitely explain it and show it. Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah, and I think the Veronica hitting it only partially is kind of like her half-heartedness and being Heather or whatever. Yeah. And how she's kind of different and an outcast of the group a little bit and doesn't want to put in the effort. Mm -hmm. And then Heather Heather McNamara's parents show up. The other Heathers all leave. And then we get this fun moment with Veronica and her parents. They're... Okay, her parents... Are so fucking awesome. I love her parents. They are awesome. Oh I mean, my God. as parents, they they would be probably not great, but they're pretty rad otherwise. Well, they're just written so well. I just and like acted. This another uh, like horror movie element in this movie, but like all the adults are fucking useless. So useless. Oh, do nothing. And robotic. Yeah, it's crazy. Ah, oh, that's fun. I think is this the moment that. I think it might happen twice, but like Veronica's dad pulls out a cigarette and he's like, I don't know why I smoke these damn things. Yeah. I don't know why I smoke these damn things. And then yeah. Veronica looks at him and just goes, because you're an idiot. And he just goes, oh, yeah, that's right. And yeah. it's just so pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little routine they have. I don't know. They're very. Well, they basically have that same scene twice. Not just in regard to that, but in regard to her being like, oh, I got a, I got a dip. I got a motor. I got a motor. Got a motor. That's right. I got a motor. Yep. Wants to get to the party and I like they're slaying the movie. Yeah. There's one. Yeah. God, what is it? There's one also that they used often. Got, oh, what else they say? They're slang. We said it yesterday when we were watching. Oh, they were using... So, it'll be very... Very. Yeah. 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 Everything's very. Everything, Everything is, is very. very. Really very. They said it one really point. Very. Really very. I kind of love it. So then uh, Veronica and Heather Chandler stop at a uh, convenience store before they go to this party. And Heather calls out for corn nuts. And uh, Veronica asks if she wants plain or BQ. Why does she say it like that? Yeah, not not BBQ or barbecue, just BQ. BQ. Oh, it sticks in my brain. It sticks in my. Is that the saying? Craw. It stick. I don't like it. It bothers me. It. I don't know why. Stuck in your craw, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yes. Yes. But why does she say right. BQ? I guess it makes it feel more real. I don't know. The movie I, I, is so surreal, though. Yeah, it's it's like I think it's in uh, keeping with like the slang. Yeah. It's just like. Shorten it that much more. Yeah. So Veronica's goes in this uh, convenience store, and JD's there, and they have a moment, and then he reveals that he's moved around a lot growing up. He's been like five schools in the last seven years or something like that, and he buys her the biggest fucking slushy. Yeah. Humongous cherry, not Coke. Yeah. And they show up at this frat party, and this frat party looks disgusting. They they filmed it at a real frat house. And it shows. Yeah. Oh boy! I didn't yes, know that, that, but it makes a lot of sense. It's That's how hilarious. much that love couch. In this movie. That's yeah. awesome. There was, ugh, yeah, it's pretty rough and crowded as 
fuck. Where was it filmed at? Do you have that? It was in California. It wasn't just California. Okay, yeah, I think. Yeah, so I don't, I don't remember their names, but these two frat guys uh, pair off with these with Veronica and Heather, and they Stupid first off they just tell them to throw their coats on the floor. Yeah, of this fucking frat. Oh yeah. God. This disgusting ass floor. Which wouldn't even throw too. coats on the floor of a clean place. Pretty much. And just throw it on the throw it on our dirty ass bed buggy semeny floor. Heather ends up with this frat guy and like is talked into going down on him. Ugh, yeah, which leads to this scene yeah. where she's looking at herself in the mirror. Yeah, she she like rinses her mouth out after blowing this dude and just spits the water in the reflection. Like she's spitting in her own face. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's like this. There's very few moments where we get with Heather where she's not an alpha. Right. And I feel like I feel like she used all of her cachet to become the alpha of Westerberry High. And then she's in this frat house and she's not the alpha. No. And I don't anyone. I don't know if she's like disgusted with herself because she went down on him or disgusted with herself because she had like you know, lowered herself. She wasn't like in control of that situation and just losing control. I guess I definitely took it more as how she sees herself personally overall. Yeah. I think that it, that's how I took it. I don't necessarily know if that's the way it was meant to be taken, but I think it was more of like she feels this disgust or whatever towards herself deep down and maybe doing that is kind of like, oh, yep, I'm, yep, that's accurate. I really, like, it's just triggers those feelings of disgust or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It felt like it, it was. I, I thought it felt like it was like self-deprecating type of like spit on herself type of thing. Like too. not temporary in the moment. Yeah. I mean, it definitely could be partially losing control. Well, no, I totally agree with that too. It's just. I mean, it wouldn't have happened if she was more in control of the situation and everything. And it, you know, there is the thought of no matter how. You know, Hard big to try. Fish you are in a small pond of your high school or whatever. You're gonna be a small. You go from being top of the pack to bottom of the pack immediately after. Shit's whack. Yeah. Shit is whack. So she spits into her reflection, and then you cut to uh, Veronica. She like rejects this frat douche that she's with. He starts. Frat douche. She starts. She says something about like having a speech ready for when a suitor isn't ready for, to say no or whatever. And this dude just like lays back and like thumps on his chest and is like, save your speeches for Malcolm X. I'm just want to get laid. Yeah, damn. <laughs> I mean, hey, oh, is there something to be said for just laying it out there? Yeah. And so then she just, you don't deserve my speech. <laughs> oh, at, at one point, I think while they're cutting between like Heather Chandler going down on this dude and Veronica just sitting, she like is bored and has a match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, just casually yep and so she lights a match and she's like touching her hand over it to like see how close she can get it without it being too hot and she drops it into her drink and her drink starts on fire and then she throws it out of the window and into a trash can and that starts on fire so then you get your point where they meet back up and veronica's just rejected this dude and like she's not feeling well she wants to go and then she pukes on the floor and you get this shot of heather chandler just reveling in that moment <laughs> loving just it absolutely thrilled just this is my chance going yeah, for it destroy, yeah and they go, they walk outside past this flaming trash can and uh they're having a fight Love it. i think there's another great quote in here eat it up 
you look it up, baby. Look it up. Look it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they fight, and Heather Chandler tells Veronica that come Monday morning, she won't, like, basically, she's going to be ostracized. Um, yeah. She tells her to go to Good other schools. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. She says the phrase, I'm telling everyone. Like, it's such a juvenile, silly little. Like, I don't know if what, my high school experience what? was not the norm, but, like, I. I don't know anyone that wouldn't give well, a, also, a like, fuck about that. Otherwise, I, wouldn't yeah, like give exactly. it a claim. Who even cares? If if I heard, oh, so and so threw up at a party the other night, I'd be like, cool, yeah, yeah. We've been like, oh yeah, you got fucked yeah. up. Yeah, that happens constantly. Yeah, it's such a non-issue. If you're trying to hook up with somebody, which is so interesting to me, because why did they ch- pick something so like harmless? That she, I don't know. I guess maybe there's no meaning to that, but it's just interesting to me why they would just be like. It's because she's trying to hook up with this, a college guy or something and just embarrass herself. Yeah, I, don't I guess. Know. So then Veronica starts journaling again, and she wants to kill Heather Chandler, and then all of a sudden JD comes through a window. Like fucking Clarissa explains it all. Yeah, like fucking or Angel Dawson or Angel on that Creek show. Yeah, what was it called? I don't know. One Tree Hill. <laughs> Perfect. And then Veronica and JD play strip croquet and bang on her lawn. Yeah. Yeah, they should. Like right away. It just, yeah. It didn't take, I mean, maybe when you know, you know, you know, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, you know? When, you're, when you're in high school and you just it, meet but... that guy in the cafeteria and he shoots blanks at two, like you just... You know, you know. How you can know. you resist? And then On let's the do it in my parents' fucking yep. yard. Just go into town. So then the next day, they pay a visit over to Heather Chandler's house, and they break into her house. Veronica wants to make her puke, and you know this little antichrist wants to fucking just kill anybody. Yep. He suggests that they make her drink liquid drain cleaner and pours it into a glass. And Veronica's talking about she's like mixing soup with Coke or something. And then yeah, milk and orange juice. Gross. Yeah, and just like at some point they're trying to make flim globbers. I hate that scene so much. I can't handle it. Yeah. So they're like, they're like hocking up these little And they both fail at it. Yeah, How does that happen? Who. Okay, both of you failed at making a loogie. I find that hard to believe. But anyway. So then try. Don't no, we don't need to hear this right now. Forever. So then then Veronica's like, She won't drink that, it's blue. Like he puts it in a glass that you can see through. So he so he just pours it into a mug and then she pours her milk and orange juice into another mug and like, All right, we're gonna go give her this milk and orange juice, but she grabs the wrong cup. J D notices right away. And he says, oh, Veronica. Uh, uh, uh. And she's like, what? And I was like, uh, I'll carry the cup for you. I think he wanted to like make sure. She was removed. Well, just that Heather was going to drink the drain cleaner. Because like, if oh. if Veronica saw in the meantime that it was blue. No way. Yeah. No way, Jose. She'd stop. Yeah. Interesting. So they wake up Heather Chandler. And she's like pretty chill about them breaking into her house. She asks how also, they get. She yeah. sleeps like a goddamn. Like, does she? She's s- like mildly annoyed. She was just like gently, gently. Like, does she sleep or does she just shut down? Like, she wasn't even. 
She was placed perfectly on her pillow and everything was wonderful. And then when she woke up, she literally just opened her eyes and sat up immediately. She is a demon. Oh, my. Yeah, terrifying. She immediately knows something's up. She uh, accuses them of hawking flim globbers into her drink. These same globbers. Point to the script. It makes this slang sound like it's legit. Yeah. Like it's, it's a lived in, like the lived in language that, that these people talk every day. So JD uses reverse psychology to get Heather Chandler to drink this blue, you know, drain cleaner. Took two seconds. Well, she's like, do you really think I'm going to drink that because you called me a chicken? And then she drinks it. Yep. <laughs> just calls him out and immediately does it anyway. So, and she doesn't just like drink a gulp. She drinks the entire thing Chines down. Drinks it down. I love the effect it had on her teeth because it stained her teeth blue immediately. Yes. All blue. All blue mouth. And so she starts choking immediately and walking towards the glass table in the middle of her room. Her dying words are corn nuts. Corn nuts. Corn nuts. Oh, man. Yeah, I... I don't care for corn nuts that much. I don't either. I feel like I hurt my tooth on one once and it just yeah. really tainted the whole experience. They have like hard little also, they don't taste pits that every good. once in a I'd while. I'd rather just eat corn chips and even then, I don't really like corn chips But have much. you tried BQ corn nuts? Oh, goddamn. I sure have not. I'll have to check it them out. makes me think like Dairy Queen. Because keeping BQ such so oh, like B- Dairy Queen yeah. corn nuts? What? Yeah, I no. I, uh, I think that her falling... On the glass table. I know the first time that we watched it, I was just like, what the... F- okay, we... This is yeah, where first at. time, yeah. This is where we're going with this. We went right. pretty blind. We just immediately... Well, not immediately, but like we went from... Like the movie teases you with death with the gun in the cafeteria at first and then it like yanks it back and you're like, okay, I'm, I have my idea of what this movie might be in my head and while it's kind of dark it's not that dark and then she just dies and it's their fault and you're like oh okay the movie is changing and it's great yeah and then veronica goes i just killed my best friend and jd says your worst in and your worst enemy And and she says same difference same difference yeah and they're both uh, Veronica's definitely freaking out. I don't know how much JD's affected by us. I mean, he he's the one that carried the cup. He knew this was happening. The thing that I really liked is uh, they're like searching the room or like just trying to get an idea of what to do next. They're talking about getting cops involved and that kind of stuff. And then JD spots a copy of the bell jar in the room somewhere and then gets it in his head that, well, a homicide means cops and stuff. But if we, this was like a suicide thing, you know, then they could get off scot-free basically. Yeah. No issues. And so now we get the, you know, the, the payoff for the forgery in the, in like, the cafeteria scene earlier. Uh, Veronica forges a suicide note that JD dictates. And I, I really liked how they spoke about the use of the word myriad and how Heather Chandler couldn't... Couldn't spell it. Couldn't spell it. Uh, yeah. Couldn't spell it. Or she couldn't get it right on a vocab test or whatever. But... He's like, yeah, so this is, you know, growth for her to, like, use it, you know, and cash in all those 50-cent words yep. on her way out. Of course she would use it. She just missed it in a spelling test. Yeah. And then we cut to, like, a teacher's meeting where uh, they're yeah. they're figuring out what, what they need to do. Everyone else seems to just want to go, like, business as usual. And you have this uh, guidance counselor teacher, Miss Fleming, who's like, she wants to revel in this revealing moment. 
and there's a great line the principal has is like call us when the shuttle's landed it's yeah. like call us when you get back to earth or whatever just 100 yeah. percent shut down you cut to the women's locker room and it's uh you get to see the other heathers reacting to uh heather chandler's death and apparently the compromise that the teachers came up with was everyone's getting out of school one hour early Yay! Hope you hope hope that hour lets you contain and deal with all of your feelings regarding the suicide of one of the most popular students in the school. No worries. In a time where it was probably much more shocking, but a lot more swept under the rug too. Yeah, clearly. Well, get an hour off. The reason this movie's been made is because like uh, there's a bunch of teenage suicides in the media was just like eating it up and like glorifying it yeah oh. and so like that's that's why that's where the satire comes in is like i don't feel like this movie uh looks at suicide in like a negative how do i say this it doesn't glorify the suicide but like it's satirizing the reaction to yes. it especially in the media so then heather mcnamara finds a swatch that heather chandler left and gives it to veronica and says that she always said you couldn't accessorize worth shit. And then Veronica goes into the shower with her clothes on and just turns it on. Now, this movie was, at one point, the script was like 280 pages. And it was cut down to, I don't know, 150 or something. Okay. Yeah, oh. I was like, how, what's the standard hey, script? I have no reference for that. In the like 300-page epic, <laughs> there was a scene written where the other... <laughs> The other girls see Veronica in the shower and they think it's funny. And so they all go in the shower with their clothes on. And then these nerdy guys look through these peepholes. So it's like Porky's scene, but like they finally look at uh, in the shower oh, and they're that, all wearing they're clothes. All clothes. That's awesome. I would oh, love boy. that. I it is a little too surreal, but yeah, yeah it's great. It's pretty surreal. It was I think it was a smart funny. cut, but like what a what a great that's, concept. That's so fun. Like that, that is pretty hilarious. That'd be a great short on SNL yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, it would. That'd be so, <laughs> that'd be great. But yeah, in that scene you see Heather Duke is like eating a chicken wing. <laughs> Just so a whole ass chicken leg, yeah. yeah. In in the locker room, and uh, someone mentions that she has an appetite oh, yeah. or whatever, and yeah, she's but she like, still leaves a lot of meat on that fucking bone. And she's and I like, think fuck about it. it. <laughs> um, obviously, having Heather Chandler around has given her more freedom that she feels comfortable to eat. She doesn't have to like purge. Right. So then we go to this uh, scene where Miss Fleming is in a classroom Miss and Fleming. she she falls out. Heather Chandler's suicide note and yeah. like passes it around. Yeah. Passes it reminds yeah. me so much. This one time I went to church camp. Well, I went to church camp more than once, but I went to church camp and there someone in our church or whatever was close to someone in our community who had recently committed suicide. And he like wrote about her in the suicide note that he wrote and all this other shit. And then, he the pastor the youth group leader or whatever we were talking about suicide and he asked her to stand up and say some words about it and blah 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 in front of everyone and she was like zero percent prepared and it was just so you could just see how uncomfortable it was and how horrible it was and it's just so like yeah people want to make suicide like a spectacle and it just sucks yeah and yeah that's what happens in this movie fleming asks students to say something and like the yearbook editor gets up and talks about how, well, they used to date and they broke up and something. And it's just like, oh, Heather has more depth than we thought. 
and Veronica's in the in the back, and she just starts laughing, and then Miss Fleming looks at her, and then she immediately pretends like she's crying. Mm-hmm. And I just I thought that was a great moment. Yeah, that's fun. So then Veronica and JD are are sitting at home watching the networks cover this, and Heather Duke's talking to one network, and then they change the channel, and she's on there again. And it's like, how many networks did you talk to? So then they turn it off, and JD's dad. Uh, comes in as uh, Big Buck Dean or something. JD and his dad have this way of speaking to each other where they like do impressions of each other and like what the other person would say. Yeah, which I couldn't do it. I don't think my brain yes. works quickly enough to like. Oh, yeah, just the action of doing it is kind of. I also have to say, I have said the word like so many times. It's like talking about yourself in the third person, though, too. It, it feels like. It's what like does? Not really. Oh, talking they're in the doing way that they the, how they like talk to themselves, kind of. Yeah. yeah. No, I just don't think that I would be able to quickly like Adjust formulate what to say to and them. change it yeah. into the way that they would say it in a way that made like the conversation flow yeah. well. Well, the, the, it's weird. The yeah. Fun, the fun, <laughs> way, but it is fun. The fun I thing that I liked about it it's is great. is each one is like directing the conversation based on what they want the other one to say. Yes. So JD will be like. Oh, hey, son, who's that girl or whatever? And and then they'd go from there. Right. Uh, JD's dad's like real excited about blowing shit up. He loves it. What do you say? I have something. Said I put a Norwegian in the boiler room? What does that mean? I love it. Oh, I... and they're so excited about it and giving each other high fives. Yeah, what is that? Do you know? Norwegian. In the boiler room. I think it's just a big ass bomb in the boiler room to set off the thermals the, upstairs. Is that the bomb? Oh. That's why I thought the bomb was called was a Norwegian, but I just took it the I mean, wrong I way and was like, "This is amazing." Later, later on, when when you know, we'll get to it, but that's that's how they explain it, basically. Yeah. But yeah, like he's he's on this uh, he's on this treadmill. He's got like a grip squeezer or whatever, and he's just like oh, real excited about blowing shit up. Yeah, and, and especially Spragging. that there are like. These hippies or, or people that are like... He just makes me excessively uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. But he was just like... There was people that didn't want whatever building it was. It was, like, it was some sort of historical building or something that they didn't want it taken down. And he just reveled in the fact that not only was he taking it down, but he was pissing off these people and like ruining their day or whatever. Hmm. Pissing off people just to spite them. Hmm. That doesn't remind me of any group of people in particular. Certainly not. So then we get another scene with uh, Veronica and her parents. And every time it, you get Veronica and her parents, it's fucking gold. It's wonderful. It's awesome. Veronica calls her dad an idiot again. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's great. It's so good. And and then she has to motor uh, to get ready for the funeral. Right. And is that the is that when they say, how, hi, honey. How's the first day after Heather's yeah. suicide? Yes. So fucking good. Like, yeah. it's just so weird and on point and funny. Like, it? it's so day. funny. And to just be like, how was the first day after Heather's suicide? It's just so, like... They're just so pleasant. They're so pleasant. And they're so, like, no... Like, social grace without the social grace. Like, no sense of decorum and not saying something, you know... Tactfully. Something like my mom. Oh, yeah. How she just... Oh, my God. Oh, just says things just... Bl- I was so worried about my, like, my lymph node situation and how it was swelling and stuff. And we 
my doctor's office is close to Michael's parents. So one day we went there like between doctor's appointments or something and we were like talking to her about it and she goes, hmm, sounds like when the neighbor kid had leukemia and gets up and leaves the room. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yep. Thank Good. Whoa. Good pep talk. Thanks, like, Mom. She, yeah, it was great. It was really good. I mean, yeah, just, she doesn't mean any harm, but it's just so like, how was the first day after? Oh no, it's totally. first day after Heather's suicide, dear. Oh, I love it. It's so good. It's just so. It's just so funny. How's so it going? It's Hattily ho. Yeah. So then we get to Heather Chandler's funeral, and who's leading it? Like, who's 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 officiating this funeral? The guy. <laughs> The guy from Beetlejuice. It's our buddy from Beetlejuice. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry, guy from Beetlejuice. I only know you as guy from Beetlejuice. Guy from Beetlejuice. Is he still alive? Uh, I don't know. Am I a total asshole? Yeah. I don't even know his name or if he's still alive. The the woman that played Heather Chandler isn't. Yeah. I didn't bring it up earlier because I thought it would be depressing, but uh, she has a line earlier in the movie asking, did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? She died in 2001 no! from a brain tumor. Oh my god, that is so long ago, actually. Oh. Holy shit, that's so sad. Wow, she couldn't have... She was probably at our age. What? When she died? Oh, I thought you meant... <laughs> <laughs> Why are you looking what? at me? I thought you meant this, this teenager from 1989 <laughs> was our age. Don't you think? What is time? No, seriously, Don't that's yeah, super sad. All right, it gets sadder. Oh, keep it coming. So, uh... All these actors are uh, all these characters get over Heather Chandler's body and are having a monologue with God, basically, including the guy that is the yearbook director or whatever. And he says, I hope this never happens to me. I don't think I could handle suicide. Oh, no. He killed himself in 2000. Oh, Lord. Well, it turns out. At least he didn't see 9-11. He handled it. Yeah, he, 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 he will. He can't remember it. Shannon Doherty isn't doing too well. Oh, dear. It's true. Gosh, oh. so many sad things. Best of luck to her, though. Is Christian Slater still alive? Yeah. yeah. Who, He's Mr. Robot. Who died? Oh, yeah. Who died? Who died? Oh. That Did he have cancer? I don't know Are what you... I'm thinking of. I don't either, dear. I'm sorry. A lot of sad celebrity deaths have happened. So, yeah, we got a bunch of characters that are over Heather Chandler's body. And, like, Heather Duke loves it. She's like, God, you answered all my prayers. Yep. And then she takes it and runs. Yeah. And Veronica is like, she's like, I didn't really kill her, but she didn't. Yeah. But, you know, she knows that God's not going to be happy with her. Right. She murdered. She didn't. She did not. If that went to court, she, she did went, not. She did. She did not. No, she really didn't. Like it would not. She might get some sort of like accessory charge or something or manslaughter, but she didn't. Mur- she did not kill her. Like she, she did get, not intend to kill her. No, you can't just say words at me and think that the way that you say that makes them true. Police are coming. Okay. So after the funeral. <laughs> Heather McNamara asks Veronica if she'll go on a double date with her with Ram and Kurt. Why is this fucking name Ram? Because he's a fucking jock. Team Ram Rob. God damn. Let's it's get Ram so it through. Like, this is, I guess. Oh, wow. The fucking frat boy motto. And so Kurt and Ram are like standing outside the funeral talking. And these two geeks walk by. And one of them steps on one of their foot, I guess. <laughs> 
Yes. And so they go and like catch them and he, he they put him in like a half Nelson type thing and it's like say you suck big dicks. <laughs> or no, they say it's say say I suck big dicks and he's like, Okay, okay, you suck big dicks. <laughs> suck big dicks. These and boys so, got balls. And so he's he like stretches him more and uh Okay. He's, doesn't he, something break? I don't think anything breaks, but he's like, okay, okay, I, I suck big dicks. Mmm, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy? And like, just totally gives in. Oh yeah. JD rides by on his motorcycle and just like eyeing these guys, and he's like, you know, bad things are gonna happen. Veronica agrees to go on this date so long as they don't get drunk and go cow tipping. Let's cut to cut to a fucking pasture where these fucking drunk dudes. Never count tip. Are just giggling to themselves like little boys. Yeah. Let it be known that growing up in Nebraska, I think all of Never us, none tipped. of us, have been more than a mile Can away from a cow really? at any given time for the most part. Oh, yeah. And never cow tipped in my life. Never heard of anyone cow tipping legitimately. Like, it's not a thing. Yeah. I, I've never heard of anyone actually doing that. I love that actually. it's such a stereotype that another one that they threw in this. It's like really good. Give them little pets. So these little two. Sweet little pets. sweet moo moo pets. These two women are just standing there, just like hating the Hands life. Cross, like arms crossed. Looking at each other, just upset. Yeah. I mean, Kurt and Ram are just giggling, drunk. Attempting. And they, they fucking tip this cow over, <laughs> and this mud just splats on McNamara mud. and Veronica's faces. Yes. Yeah, poop, poop. Yeah, that was supposed to be cow pie too. Yeah. yeah. Cut to. Ugh, what a shitty date. But um, Tish. Veronica wow. is running away from Kurt. She like climbs a fence and is running away while Heather McNamara is either getting raped or just ravaged. Yeah, I feel like Veronica is not a very good person. Uh, well, they don't. They never address it as rape, but like. Well, I don't think it's just because of this situation. Oh. I think it's several. I mean, she straight up says at the, in the Slurpee scene that I don't like my friends. Well, then why are you friends with them? It's literally a means to an end to you. Yeah, you're, they're, they're their co-workers. Using, yeah. yeah. And their job and is then, being popular. Yeah, which is a great fucking line and I adore it. Yeah. But, I mean, you're selling out, I don't know. Yeah, don't Betty Finn. not that great of a person. But that's the point. So... The sec- for the second time in a movie, uh, these dude, there's a dude that's going after Veronica that won't take no for an answer. He's too drunk to climb over a fence, so he just falls down and passes out. And JD sees mud, mud covered Veronica and is like, "What are you doing? Come and like, come with me." And they go for a ride or whatever. And they kiss, and she has poop face. Poop face. She does poop have kiss. poop face. Poop. Whoa. So then the next day, Veronica goes to. The yearbook room, which is the first time we see the yearbook room, which is convenient because we keep referring to this guy as the yearbook <laughs> editor. But that's more mostly what he is. And one of the students asks if she has any like poems or artwork that Heather Chandler did for the yearbook spread they're doing on her. Which Veronica is like, uh, you know, gassed. It's like, why are you giving her a yearbook spread? Uh, but that totally would happen. I could see oh, that. Yeah. I could see it happening today. Yeah. It's like somebody commits suicide in high school. They doesn't matter what kind of character they were. They're gonna be like, Venner, yeah. Because we didn't have anyone that committed suicide, but we had a kid that passed away that got like an infection and died, and he got a whole full page. Yeah, yeah. It's not a suicide, but you know. Well, I think that that's also just generally that's... like true in most. I mean, Rush Limbaugh just died, and everyone. I mean, he did. 
enough enough people enough people to make it heard where like oh let's remember him for all the good he did and it's like mm, mm, what though you know yeah just because someone dies doesn't necessarily not saying that poor rush fucking high school kid don't deserve yeah so then in the book, but, so know. then veronica goes in she's in there and i think it's care she's talking about the night last before last night and how much it sucked and i think it's country club carol is like that's not what i heard and then so she asks uh the yearbook editor i should really know learn his name um it is peter dawson i have it written down peter oh, peter. peter uh so she asked peter um what the rumor is and he's like well normally I don't listen to neanderthals but the rumor is that Kurt and Ram had a sword fight in your mouth. <laughs> Poetry. Oh boy. Which she's disgusted at it. And we cut to her and JD and they're like plotting revenge. She calls uh, Kurt and is like, oh, I'd heard those things you were saying about me. It's actually a fantasy of mine. I want it to come true or whatever. And uh, so. Lies, boys. Yeah. Big lies. Big lies. So she tells them not a not a turn on for a girl talking, making up shit. Yeah, talking that smack. Fucking talking smack. Trash. Yeah. So she gets them to agree to show up at dawn the next day at the woods outside of school, and JD's plan is to put together the, an incriminating like gay kit, oh. and then shoot them Oof. with these Ike Luga bullets. Yeah. Which these Ike Luga bullets, he tells her, will break their skin and make Probably. them and make them bleed a little yeah. bit and make them Lord pass blood, out. That's all. Like, what even is that? What does that? What only breaks the skin a little bit, but also makes you pass out? Yeah. This bitch is stupid. And like the idea, at least what he's selling Veronica is they're going to make them strip and shoot them with these things. They'll make them pass out and they'll put, you know this kit that has all these gay artifacts in it <laughs> which include like mascara like a girly like nudie magazine with dudes in it um and then <laughs> i like that he's still calling it a girly magazine that's for who it's for oh, that's funny yeah girly nudie girly nudie yeah and then the main piece is mineral water and Veronica goes, well, every, lots of people like mineral water. But you're in Ohio, J.D. says. <laughs> if you're not drinking a brewski, you might as well be wearing a dress. Yep. And, yeah. And so mm-hmm. we, cut to, we cut to the next day. And Kurt and Ram show up. And Veronica has these two circles where she tells them to <laughs> strip. And Ram just asks, well, do I whip it out? And so she points to the two circles and gets them to strip. And then they ask about her clothes, and she's like, well, I just thought that you two could rip my clothes off me. And so they're in for it. She's going to count them down to, like, ravage her or whatever. So you count down, and on three, JD pops out and shoots Ram in the goddamn throat. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. And Veronica has a small pistol in her waistband. She pulls it out, and she misses completely. JD asks, well, did you miss him completely? Like, so, then, so then we have a fun chase scene. Uh, JD is going to r- chase Kurt back to the original spot. And so we get a fun, I mean, the whole thing is a synth score. Yeah. So the chases them around. And then uh, once he comes back, Veronica shoots him in the chest. And only then 
I mean, she was inspecting Kurt before, kind of looking at him, but like still shoots Kurt. Yeah. Not a good person. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, come on. You were hovering over him immediately after JD gets back from chasing the guy around after you fucking shoot him. He's like, you said to him, I don't think that this other guy looks very good. You yeah. knew that he was dead when you shot the other one. You had no idea what was going down. Yeah. Like, this is where she goes from being, like, questionably culpable to being, like, you just straight up murdered somebody. Yeah. Um, so they shoot him dead. And that the second shot, you cut to these cops that are just in the park or whatever. They're sitting in the car. And I can't tell if they're supposed to be smoking cigarettes or it looks like they're hot boxing. <laughs> but I, I'm Get assuming it. It. I'm assuming it's cigarettes. And then he's like, oh, I heard something that time. And so they go to investigate and they see these two mostly naked bodies. And then one of them hears noise. So like he goes chasing after JD and Veronica. And there's a point in the in the scene when he's chasing them that he like stops and like poses with his guns and like looking in two different directions and starts running again. And I just I enjoyed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of good little cuts like that. So then he chases them until he finds them and they get into the they get into a Volkswagen and take off their clothes and just start making out. And this cop goes, oh, there's nothing to see here. It's just two kids making out. The other cop back at the murder scene is like, you know, I found their artifacts. <laughs> she, I don't know what he <laughs> yeah. says exactly, but he's like, I found a gay treasure gay chest. Yep. Yeah, I found a gay treasure chest and <laughs> there's magical things. Yeah. And he points out the mineral water. <laughs> mineral water. Like, I was questioning it, but then I found this mineral water, and you know. And so the two of them get there, and it's like, oh, that's Kurt and Ram, the quarterback buggering the linebacker or something. Oh I don't remember what he God. says. Oh, my God. They're disgusted. Too. And it's the second, second time the phrase, oh, the humanity is, is yeah. said. Yeah. So then we cut to the school parking lot where Veronica burns her hand with a cigarette lighter. Gross. I don't. It's kind of fun though. Yeah, it's a it's a good scene. I like it. I, like I just, it. it's another one of those things. It's kind of like you know when Heather Chandler spits on herself. It's like, why is she doing this? You know. Right. Yeah. And I, it's like, she's so disgusted with herself that she's gone yeah. along with this. It's like, obviously she didn't like these people, but she didn't want to kill them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that leads to the argument with JD. Is like he thinks that she did, but her feelings were too yucky to deal with. And then so she's like, no, I didn't. No, I had a little lamb. Right. And he was just trying to convince her, like, I just helped you do do what you really wanted to do. Yeah. Also, when she burns her hand, instead of, he reaches over and grabs her hand and you think for a split second, oh, he's going to help her or look at it or stop her from doing it because she's hurting herself. No. He just leans over and lights a cigarette from her wound, which is supposedly so hot that it can light a cigarette. Yes. I love that scene. Yeah. It's it's just so. She pays it back, too. Yeah. So absurd and so just really good. Well, yeah. Like, what. What that says to me is like he really doesn't care about her. No. And is just so he's so cool. He's just so cool. <laughs> Aaron's gonna grow up and be JD. Yeah. I need to I need a lady that I can light a cigarette off of her hand. True love. And so they apparently fall asleep. They they wake up and school's canceled. And a, a girl walks up or runs up to the other Heathers and says 
Kurt and Rand killed themselves in a repressed homosexual suicide pact. And she's so excited about it. And it's yes. like a news announcer, oh and it's God. so perfect. Yeah, like she's so excited about it, and it's like she's pumped. And it's she says it. She gives all the information in as short a sentence as possible, like a news report of just like sensationalized. This crazy shit is happening, and it's just really, it's really fun. So then we get funeral part two. Yeah, oh boy! Yeah, uh, we get Ram and Kurt in their funerals, like in their coffins, wearing their football helmets. Class. You know um, what? Yeah, whatever you gotta do, dogs. Gotta do it. Kurt's dad is like breaking down and he sells it. It's the actor sells it. It's got to be great. It's got to be like the one line that I think most people pull from this movie. Yeah, it got yeah. written down too. It's just, I love my dead I gay love son. My dead gay son. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. And uh, damn right. That's way to be a father. Veronica and JD dead. talk about how would they feel about uh, their son coming out of the closet with a pulse. And JD says that to Veronica. She starts laughing, and like one of these kids, or one of these guys' little sister, like turns around and looks at her, and then she's like sad. And uh, she will, her little sister is like clearly crying and yeah. very upset, and I'm, like and looking like, why are you laughing at yeah. your brother's funeral? And Veronica yeah. like realizes, you know, these oh. are people. They might have been assholes, but they were still people with families. Still, yeah. So then we get Veronica writing in her diary again, graffitiing. Yeah, and she's just, she's reflecting on on what her, she's done so far, and then we cut to another teacher meeting, and Miss Fleming is mad. She's not happy. She's like, "See, uh, this is what happens. You should have let me do my thing. Like I told you so." We got to talk about these now. kids' feels. Yeah, so she's upset that I didn't take her serious. So the principal gives her carte blanche to basically do what she wants with her loving. So then at the calf, at the calf. At, at the, the cafeteria, uh, Miss Fleming is telling kids to all grab each other's hands and create like a circuit of love. And then the like the media shows up with you know TV cameras and stuff, and you, you can tell she's just she's all playing this up for the for Came media attention. For the TVs at JD's. JD and Veronica are upset about everyone's response to you know uh, the media's response to these the suicide and how everyone is like it's giving it gave. I forget what she said, but it basically gave depth to all these really shallow characters. And then they start fighting. I think this is when JD's dad shows up with the tape of blowing up the building that he, that he was all excited about. Yeah. I think the first time they was just talking about, all oh, these people don't want me to blow up this building. But yeah. this time he yeah, got it done. It built up. Yeah, yeah, it was like a gradual story. God, he's mm-hmm. so creepy. And then JD reveals that his mom was in a library that his dad blew up. And so his mom went in and committed suicide. And like waved at him from the fucking window, and then on the radio comes Big Fun's song, "Teenage Suicide, Don't Do It." Mm-hmm. What a fucking earworm that is. Yeah, big time. Yeah, and it's it's such a vapid like, "Teenage Suicide, Don't Do It." Don't do it. So JD shoots it. <laughs> he shoots the fucking radio. <laughs> That's great. JD's fucking cool as hell. Okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, he's a monster, but he's a fucking. He's got like. He's got some. James he's got cool Dean hair. Shit going on. Yeah. Yeah, he's like this is some Bonnie he's and Clyde bored. shit, but he's an asshole. Like I just think he's a little shithead. Yeah. Oh, totally. He's a little smart, smarmy, obnoxious little shit who thinks he's smarter than everyone. And then Veronica dumps him, and then he sexually assaults her. 
Yep. Like he just like forces yeah. her to make out with him and she's like trying to claw herself away. But if you make hard if you make out hard enough at someone, they love you. That's how love is. That's, what you tell. That's how I got Michael. Yeah. It's true. Just kidding. Consent is our friend. Consent so we, is named the game. So then we cut to the school where JD's blackmailing Heather Duke with pics of her and Martha dump dump truck. Dumb truck. Dump truck. Like a truck. Dump truck. And truck. Truck. She's like asking what she wants out of him and he just says he wants power and gives her the red power scrunchie unlimited power so then heather duke runs into veronica at heather chandler's locker in full heather chandler garb she's like she's got the scrunchie she's got like the outfits she's just basically you know taking over that power vacuum and veronica's taken aback by it then later veronica is playing uh croquet with betty finn and catching up i think veronica's realizing like she needs to go back to a, like a like a former self be with your yeah and like be with people who who really like you for like you, know, you for you not because she likes me for me thank you Mm-mm-mm. and then heather duke and heather mcnamara crash the croquet and basically chase, chase betty off betty sees them and just like I, i'm gonna get out of here i'm gonna get out of here and then we cut to a basketball scene where it's just uh, the stands, and you see uh, Martha is drinking a soda. And then it cuts to it quickly cuts to after the game, she's just sitting on the bleachers by herself, drinking the rest of her soda, and just spills it all over her chest. And so she's wearing a white shirt, so it's just like fucked her over. Oh, what's the white, what's the shirt say though? I love the shirt. It says "Big Fun." Big Fun, yeah, yeah. And then she pins a suicide note to her chest and just like walks into traffic. Like she see her walking on her way to go yep. commit suicide. And then we go to a scene with Veronica and her parents. And her parents are watching all this uh, news coverage of suicide and stuff. Veronica like yells at her about how teens need to be treated like adults. And how the media is just exploiting the situation. And it has another one of my favorite lines where... <laughs> Teens want to be treated like adults, not to be, I forget the whole thing, but the end of Veronica's sentiment is uh, not patronized like brown bunny rabbits. <laughs> not patronized the like dead. what? And the like, de- like bunny oh, rabbits. Yeah. The, dad, bunny rabbits. the dad just goes, I don't patronize bunny rabbits. I don't rabbits. patronize bunny rabbits. <laughs> yeah. Michael on oh that line is like, that'd be me as a dad. I'd say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It's pretty great. Oh my God. It's hilarious. And then Heather Duke comes in and tells Veronica about Martha and is making fun of her. And it's like just another uh, example of, you know, loser trying to copy what the cool kids are doing. Yeah, basically that she's too fat to get killed by getting hit by a car. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. And and then Veronica slaps the shit out of her. Hell yeah. Which apparently... It was it was hard enough that Shannon Doherty was not happy about it. Well, oh. here's the thing: Shannon Doherty was seemingly not happy about a lot of things throughout her career, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it was definitely a freaking slab. Yeah. <sighs> so then we cut to Veronica's room with Shannon Doherty's like icing her face. Shannon Doherty, we're doing Heather Duke is icing her face, and Veronica's apologizing. And so then they start listening to the show Hot Problems. Hot problems. Hot problems. Heather McNamara calls into Hot Problems, and Ugh, why would she do it? She, uh, Veronica says, "What's she doing? She, she knows we listen to this show, um, and so she calls in, says that her name is Heather, and then she looks, 
you're, oh, you're inside her room and she she looks over and she's like wait no and she sees a big like door sized poster of Madonna and she's like my name's Madonna and she goes no wait no no and uh, so then she, the host of Hot Problems is like well you need a name and she's yeah. like she, she looks at the bird in her room and says that her name's Tweety <laughs> Tweety and so she goes in and talks about how well the last guy that I had sex with ended up killing himself the next day you can see like Veronica is actually worried about her and oh yeah and Heather Duke is just so excited she says well crucify her yep it's more shit for the more shit for the fire yeah that's exactly how the other or Heather Chandler reacted to Veronica throwing up at the party yeah and so the next day on the white or on the blackboard it's a written in chalk poor little Heather and you can you can just see in the Heather sitting in in class and just is distraught, miserable, and uh, then she she gets up in the middle of class and goes to the bathroom and like every, Heather Duke and everyone else is just kind of laughing at her. She's like trying to open these fucking pills, but they have the child cap on them, so she's having a hard time. She's like bashing them against the sink. And then Veronica goes to check on her, and when she gets in there, Heather or Heather McNamara's got a fucking mouthful Mouth of these pills. Full of them. So Veronica Cheek stops her. Stuffed. Veronica stops her and asks her, "Well, if everyone else jumped off of a bridge, would you?" And Heather goes, "Probably." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they sit down. Heather asks her, "Well, can we go do something stupid like buy shoes or something? Can we knock off early and go buy shoes or something dumb?" And like, Veronica's in for it. We cut to JD giving oh, the picks yeah. to Heather Duke, and she what he wants is yeah, real badass. Yeah, real cool guy. How cool? He's so cool. Uh, uh. Mm. Uh, so he gives her the pictures of uh, her and Martha when they were younger and so he wants her to start a petition to get the band Big Fun with the number Big one fun. hit Teenage Suicide Don't Do It to uh, play at their prom atrocious and then we get a fun petition montage don't do it number two yeah well wait no this is the first petition I was thinking of the poll yeah the poll Which, it's not even a poll. Is it a poll if you don't have, like, here are your options. Pick these options. Like, she's just asking a question. Right? I mean, you can do a poll with it, open answers. Okay. Grand Theft Auto it and buy a bunch of cars and just launch them throughout the city. Yeah, that no seems one reasonable. No one would know. You can just cause chaos. You jumped this way back. City's going what else crazy. you would do with the $5 million? Well, we're back there now. Oh, that's Michael was thinking this whole time. <laughs> And he just he said, what we're going terrible. to get cars, we're going to go fast. We're going to go, go fast <laughs> cars. Crash. <laughs> so we get a petition. But yeah, Heather Duke has this petition where Heather Chandler had her poll. It's like her her big you know power move moment or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we get Veronica that confronts Heather Duke with the fact that she's asking people different questions or asking them to sign different petitions, basically. And we get the, them, yeah. We get a point where Veronica asks her, "Why are you being such a mega bitch?" Wait, Heather Duke asks her, "Why are you pulling my dick?" Which is like two of the best lines in the so movie. Good. Yeah. And then after after Heather Duke fucks off, JD tries to get Veronica back. He rejects her. She rejects him. Yes, she rejects yeah. him. And uh, JD tells Veronica's parents that she's he's worried about her killing herself. So they're worried. They're so worried they let her go into her room by herself for hours. You but, stay there. 
and then they also hand her something from him and it's a note that says like notice the handwriting and it's JD showing that he can forge her handwriting and then in her room there's a doll that's hanging and it has a big fun t-shirt on so I like the idea that tell him how JD found this big fun t-shirt for a doll or made stuck it stuck it on there Veronica like lays down in the fetal position on her bed JD pops in and this is a dream sequence and like that's the closer explains it all sound when he comes in the window. Okay. Oh. Thank you. And so they're planning to kill uh, Heather Duke in this dream sequence. And like Veronica doesn't want any part of it, but he, she's being forced along basically. He's, or she says she's not going to forge Heather Duke's handwriting. So how are you going to make a note? JD grabs her hand and writes life sucks in this horrible penmanship. That's good enough. Yep. That's fine. Which is just so like, wow, he doesn't fucking need me for shit. I was useless. I was nothing this whole time. Yeah, and he he got this copy of Moby Dick from her and has just been underlying passages. So they cuts to Heather Duke's house and he grabs a knife and uh, Veronica's like, that knife's filthy. She would never kill, kill herself with that. And you get this moment where JD goes, nag, 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 nag. <laughs> And here, this is something we haven't talked about at all, and I can't believe we made it this far. Christian Slater is just doing Jack Nicholson. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> he is so easily, like, he, he just begs to be imitated in this movie. He is just... Oh, yes. Just the way that he talks. Yeah, it's absolutely Jack Nicholson. He just won, He was just like, my character is Jack Nicholson as a shithead. Yeah. A little teenage shithead. And apparently the... The filmmakers didn't get it at the time. How? I don't. I don't know if that's true or not. It's just so. It's like specifically The Shining. Like yes. Oh yeah. The way he draws his words out. Yeah. Well, and it makes sense. In a way. Yeah, uh, but just like in the entire movie, think about that nag, nag, nag scene. Is it just reminds me of in The Shining, Jack Nicholson complaining about Shelley Duvall. Yeah. But yeah, this entire movie, he's just doing a Jack Nicholson affect. So he grabs this knife, cleans it off, and asks, there, is it good enough? Can you see yourself in it? And then he runs off into Heather Duke's room, and she's sleeping, uh, and this door shuts, and he kills her. And then we cut to funeral number three, and this funeral is wild. <laughs> <laughs> there are these, like, giant fake flowers. These yeah. Everyone in attendance oh. are wearing, like, 3D glasses. And these white, like robe outfits, like choir robe kind of things, maybe, are they're they're white outfits. Yeah. So they're all wearing the same thing, and like even in the in the casket, there's like this fake uh, Easter grass. Gosh. And there's this fun shot of our dude from uh, Beetlejuice where he's upside down, and he's like Eskimo. Yes. It's one of the words that was underwritten or under underlined. <laughs> At this uh, at this funeral, Heather Chandler shows up, and she's wearing the striped outfit. She says that the after that she says first of all that her funeral had a bigger turnout, and so even in death she's such a fucking bitch. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. so when you say shows up, what do you mean by that? Well, she just appears like in the in the back. Yeah. And she's talking about how the afterlife is so boring, and then says that she made her favorite. 
spaghetti with oregano, which is a callback from earlier. And she opens up like where the holy water is and all the steam comes out. And when she says dinner's ready or whatever, it's, uh, it's Veronica's mom's voice. And then Veronica wakes up back in the fetal position oh. and in her bed. Mm-hmm. One thing I really love about that is this whole movie is shot like a dream sequence. So the first time you see that, you're just not ready for it to be fake. You're already bought in on the surrealism or the right. surrealism of this whole movie. Yeah. Oh, it's tone set up. Yeah, totally. Also, I love the idea that Veronica's subconscious still thinks that Heather went to heaven. Yeah. Like, she's still up there in heaven and yeah. she's bored because it's so lame and not shitty. But she was good enough. Which she made it. Yeah. Boring. So JD's been outside of their house on his motorcycle and he, he comes into first Veronica writes in her diary and she's talking about how well how would he like to see a suicide that he didn't put together. And so he comes in through a window to find Veronica's hanging. Then he goes into his like his little villain monologue about how He loved her. Yeah. Well he mm-hmm. came to kill her, but he was gonna give her one shot to basically get back on board. And if she didn't and then he monologues his plans to go blow up the school and how, how awesome that's going to be. And he ducks out because uh, Veronica's mom's calling her for dinner. And then Veronica's mom opens the door and sees her and she's like freaking out. And then Veronica's head pops up and she comes down and just asks her mom, Mom, why so tense? Yeah. And then that's it. That's They cut away from the her. end. Never, yeah, What's the problem? Never see the parents never to deal with their mother's... Or, their daughter's potential suicide, excuse me, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a rough one. So then you cut to JD back at his house, like rigging these explosives, getting them ready. And I have written in here that they go to the tiniest school parking lot. This parking lot has like 12 slots, or <laughs> 12 stalls for cars. And the reason that is, is because they, they used, I think, three different high schools or three different schools for shooting. Oh, okay. And the exterior of this is a middle school, so there's no there's no oh, student parking. No student parking. Oh, that's yeah. But yeah, I just interesting. They 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 show this tiny tiny parking lot, and it's people going into school. And Veronica shows up and runs into uh, Miss Fleming, and she says, "Well, JD said that you killed yourself." <laughs> and she asks where JD is, and she says, or Fleming says, "Well, we have to talk about this." Taking your own life is like the most important decision a young person can make. And so Veronica tells her to get a job. (laughs) (laughs) Veronica's looking for JD and he's going to different rooms. He's like going to the bathroom to set up explosives. And he he goes under the bleachers and sets up some explosives. He goes to the boiler room and then all the students like come out of, uh, out of the hall or out into the hall and, Veronica's there and she's asking what's what's going on and she's asking one of the nerdy guys and he says well it's Friday and she's like oh yeah the pep rally and then dun, dun, dun. Well, oh no, my god the, the best part is so he asks her, this nerd what's under the what's under the gym and he fucking this line reading oh yeah so nerd yeah. he's so nervous and weird and awkward like, about it the boiler room yeah <laughs> Which, that's where his dad put the Norwegian in the building that he's blowing up. Oh, my God. So, she goes down there. Like father, like son. So, she's searching for him and finds him, like, in the stairway down to the boiler room. And she fucking has a gun out and drawn on him and confronts him. If you ever have a gun, don't get within arm's reach of anybody. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Because JD, like, wrestles this gun out of her hands. and she like fucked around and joy. found out. Yeah. And fucking, like, pulls her head down and, like, knees her in the face. Yeah. And, like, uh, takes the gun just, like, leaves her there. So he goes about his business, putting his bombs out. You know, as you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's setting these explosives, and Veronica grabs a fire extinguisher and, like, bonks him with it. Bonk. And the gun, goes, the gun goes flying, and then uh, they both, like, reach for the gun. There's the Chicago bit in there, but I don't have it. <laughs> uh, and then we get JD sexually assaulting her uh, for a second time. Again. Yay. So just like forcing this, this make out thing, and yeah. it's really gross. Horrible. Veronica kicks him in the dick. As well deserved. And grabs the gun, and then JD dives behind like all these big metal buckets that are stacked for some reason. The reason is conven- movie convenience. Yeah, they did it. <laughs> So Veronica searches and finds JD and like is telling him to stop the stop it. She's like, just stop it. Stop that. Put it out. Yeah. JD flips her off and she okay. shoots off his middle finger. So good. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty fit time. Also, he bleeds so which I it guess gushes. yeah, you would, but damn, by the time they It's over it's pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Remember how Ram got shot in the neck and didn't bleed at all? Yes. He's just laying there with just a little kiss on his little neck. Yeah. So then JD's monologuing about how he has to blow up the school, and he's just so cool. You can't say those two things together and not sound like a psychopath. Oh. And then she's asking him how to how to disarm the bomb, and he's like, well, why don't you push the red button? And there's three red buttons. Push it. Yeah. Which, the, which red button? Which red button. And JD's like, well, if you really want to stop it, it's the middle red button. She goes towards it, and he lunges at her with a knife. And ends up stabbing the top of the explosive device, which stops the bomb from ta- counting down at four seconds left. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when when he when he lunges, like she shoots him up, and it stops with like four seconds left. And then she walks out, and she's like fairly beat up, and is walking out, and she goes out to the front of the school, and just like taking a moment. And then JD shows up, and he's got the fucking bomb strapped around him as like a vest. But he walks in the front of the school, and he sets it for 45 seconds, and Veronica pulls out a cigarette. Pulls it out. See, that's better. Yeah, and, that's a good callback. That's cool. And JDT poses, and, you know, the bomb's going down, and he fucking, the bomb, like, glitches for a second. He has to smack it. Yeah, so it's it freezes. Going down. And it blows up, and the explosion or lights Veronica's cigarette, which is fucking great. Yep. Call back to him lighting it from her hand. Yes, hilarious. It interrupts the rally, so like everyone comes out into the hallway, and Veronica is walking back into school at this point. She's fucking beat the shit from their encounter earlier and just covered in soot. Yeah. She confronts Heather Duke and takes the power scrunchie and puts it in her hair and gives her a big old smooch on the cheek and like leaves a big old soot spear. And uh, sure, from town or whatever. Yeah. Soot's bright. Veronica goes up to Martha, who's in the, like a motorized scooter. Recovering asks, from the car crash. Or getting hit by a car. Yeah, she asks her if she wants to like rent some new releases and pop some popcorn and basically like, you know, hang out. Rent some new releases? Pop some popcorn? <laughs> just says like a little dweeb is really yeah, funny. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Also, and, you sound like David Lynch. And uh, Martha says that she would like that. 
And so they walk off and Martha's like on the scooter <laughs> doing little doing circles. Wheelies, yeah, little donuts around her. Just doing great. little circles do, around. Do, do, do. And then we get the credits to Sly and the Family Stones version of what was that song? It's the same song from the beginning. Uh Kesara Sara. Yeah. And and then we got credits. Yeah. Um, Great movie. <laughs> so there's a couple endings that a couple different endings that were that were written at different points in time. Uh, one of the first ending was JD succeeds at blowing up the school, and everybody is dead, and they go to prom in heaven, and like the punch bowl is full of the blue shit that Heather Chandler drank. <laughs> and it's why not it's this wild ending that nobody like the studio just shut down it's like we can't have such a fucking everyone dire yeah, everybody yeah. can't die another ending that they talked about was uh veronica walked up to martha at the end and asked her if she wanted to watch movies and martha pulls out a knife and stabs her and says <laughs> yeah fuck oh. off heather I oh my god that, that would have been great yeah that's that's the ending that uh Waters says like if he could have done it differently he hits the ending that he would pick yeah but like they get get, like the happy ending and yeah I'm fine with the ending I love it I love that fucking nice get though. the crazy the crazy heaven one would have been okay but I would have been like okay well the movie just feels like it has less weight now because it was so yeah I don't know not as rooted in reality not that any of it is but at least when it ends on this kind of a realistic note you're like you feel a little more connected with it i guess i don't know and so uh and so and so the movie is awesome it gets released in a in march of 89 i think it had a budget of three million and it made 1.8 million maybe oh yes it was uh it was not a successful movie uh movie status yeah it definitely caught on with you know home video and it's definitely a cult movie now and i think Waters was talking about it, and I think their target audience was high schoolers, and they were just while you're in high school, it's like you're too close to it to like really enjoy the satire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Part. Um, most of the people that were like, at least on its initial run, they were talking about most people that really got it were high school or college age or older. And then the other problem with it was the their studio was absolutely going bankrupt, so they couldn't afford like proper marketing oh okay so interesting yeah yeah i guess i think of everyone in it as such big stars but i that was pretty early on in their careers yeah so they didn't really have like that name recognition to carry a movie or anything yeah shannon doherty did stuff but even then i don't i wouldn't i don't think she was like a huge star yeah to be like top build or something i just think she was working because she did you know little house and some other stuff before Mm then but yeah a bunch of other people charmed Mm. <laughs> a bunch a bunch of those people including most of the of the filmmakers themselves were like first or second movie green as hell yeah, yeah. Um, wow good for them rookies. i would be super That's proud awesome, if that though. was my first like yeah no shit yeah adventure. and the, the really the craziest thing with what's happened recently is they were trying to make a tv show and there was I forget which shooting it was that happened, but there was a school shooting. It might have been the one in Florida. So I think it was the Parkland shooting. So there was a school shooting that happened like a week before it was supposed to debut on TV. And so they, they, they shut it down. They didn't, they never aired it in America. It aired in Britain. Um, 
Wow. If that doesn't speak. Ugh. So like, but just, yeah, like we were talking earlier, there's just, there's not like a mainstream audience for this. There was a, uh, they made a musical, uh, but I think like stage musical itself are so esoteric. Like you don't buy tickets to a Broadway or off Broadway show without knowing what you're getting into. Right. Whereas, you know, a network TV show or even like if you put it on FX or something like, you know, you can have people just channel surfing and find it. And then if they're not into yeah. it, they'll get offended. And like, there's plenty in here to, to offend someone from today's sensibilities. Just school shootings, or violence at schools in general are just, uh, you know, it's kind of like very, you hot. can't, you can't satire it. Cause it's, it's it, that in itself in the eighties was, uh, unthinkable. Yeah. And now here we are where the only reason we haven't heard of them is because schools are closed. Yeah. Overall, as as a satire and as like uh, like counter programming to all the John Hughes stuff that was happening in the eighties, I this it's like so refreshing, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. such an interesting movie. And I think it's an ambitious movie. Uh, the script is wild, and that's why so many people were told to stay away from it. I just think it's very like tongue in cheek, very clever, and. Even the dark stuff that it delivers, it delivers with kind of like a smirk so you're not as hard hit by it. And there's no innocent person in this movie except maybe, what what was her name? I'm Martha so Dunstruck? Yes, Martha. Martha. And so you don't really feel... Sweet Martha. At the end of the day, Martha gets her friend, like she wins in terms of like what we know about her in the movie. Like she gets yeah. friendship and everything and, and all the bad girls die. Yeah. Thank God. And and the bad guy dies. So Heather Duke's still around, but she's completely right. completely emasculated. Emasculated? She's basically taken like she doesn't have any power anymore. Yeah. She There's a new uh, sheriff in town. Yeah. That's what she says. There's yeah. A new yeah. Okay. So What do you think? What we're gonna we're gonna rate these. Is it, it is it is it a two C or a not to C? I give it a two C plus. <laughs> oh boy! Put your eye right That's up it. on there. It's cult classic. There's two C's. Two C plus. Two C pluses. We both say two C. I agree. This is a two C. Uh, for me, it's a two own. <laughs> yeah. I got I got the arrow release, and it's got plenty of uh, fun extra features. Extra goodies. I watched all of them. And I didn't watch the com- uh, commentary. I was planning on it, but I was I was like gonna write write notes while doing that. But then I was too distracted because I wanted to watch the movie. <laughs> so then I watched the movie again. So I watched the movie twice and all of the extras, and they're all great. So check it out. Check it out. Check it out. So the other thing is. Emily is going to pick something for next week. Uh, next week, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite movies from when I was younger, the 80s as hell. Um, I don't really think it was an 80s hit, but it's definitely become a hit in, in more recent it's years. It's a hit in this household. Hell yeah! It's Teen Witch, uh, the cheesy as hell 80s movie that I absolutely adore, and I'm excited to talk at the guys about it, literally talk at them <laughs> for an hour and a half. Or in a couple hours, who knows? It's going to be, be fun. Time. It's going to be fun. So, do the homework, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Top that. <laughs> they wear suits, searching for new recruits. Communication is hard with my own.
sure rabbits wanna get away from the farm But the lake is man-made and the baptism's fake There are rabbits in no way, psychological states No water's tipping down